there's still hope for all of us because Jesus, Jesus did everything in our favor. Happy Sabbath to every one of you. Happy Sabbath to those who are uh, watching the program in their homes, uh, in the different social platforms. And welcome uh, to every one of you who are here this morning to worship together, to, 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 to uh, hear God's voice, to hear God's message to our lives today, because I'm sure the Lord will speak to us today. He wants to speak to us. And if we are ready to open our minds, to open our hearts to him, he will speak to us. And he will teach us how to face challenges in our lives. Because he wants us to be victorious. Yes. The Lord wants you to be victorious. He wants every one of us to get the goal, to get the new heaven, to new, the, the, the new land, to Canaan, the heaven Canaan. I am happy to welcome my dear friend Nelu Borcha and his wife this morning. Welcome. You know, Pastor Nelu Borcha is Dr. Nelu Borcha. He's an Associate for Public Affairs and Religious Liberty uh, Department at the General Conference. And I am happy that you are here today to be with us and to worship with, with us. And this morning, uh, the title for our sermon is Stand, Stand Firm, Do Not Be Afraid. Thank you. Thank you for the, the story you shared this, this morning. I'm sure uh, you, you put the, the base for the message for this, for this morning. You, have you ever felt helpless, confused, and fearful? As if you were stuck in a dead end? I'm sure we all have felt that, uh, have felt in that way uh, sometimes. Any disturbing event from a personal tragedy to a global crisis like COVID-19, a traffic accident, or a natural disaster like an earthquake, a hurricane, or a flood, or the threat of a war breaking out can take an emotional toll and cause anxiety in human life. You know, just uh, last week I had the opportunity to, to, to be in touch with one of my, with one of my friends uh, who is a missionary there in Ukraine. And he uh, just moved uh, back home because the uh, situation there between Ukraine and Russia. You know, we all face that kind of things. The sudden and unpredictable uh, nature of stressful events can make people feel vulnerable and helpless triggering anxiety or depression in their lives. Anxiety can destroy a person's sense of security, leaving him or her helpless and vulnerable in a dangerous world. Really, we all are in one dangerous world, and we all can feel vulnerable between, uh, before challenges in our lives, experts recommend that to overcome anxiety, 
the person needs to overcome negative thoughts by developing uh, positive thoughts, accept the anxiety is normal in human life and face their fears. Anxiety is normal in human lives. We all face times on anxiety. In the uh, initial chapters of uh, Exodus, in the book of Exodus, in the first chapters, uh, the Bible tells us about God's intervention in the difficult process that the Israelites uh, went through before leaving Egypt and finally uh, being freed from the slavery in which they had lived uh, so, many, so many years. They were there 430 years, most of them as slaves. But God came to deliver them. Initially, Pharaoh refused to release the Hebrew captives. But as a result of the devastating effect of the plagues, he tried to negotiate with Moses, agreeing to make some concessions, yet still intending to keep the slaves under his control. Satan do the same. He tried to give you some concessions in life, but he's just still trying to control you, to keep you as slaves of sin. But you know what happened in the night of Passover. In the night of Passover, when the destroying angel spared the Hebrews who had marked their houses with the blood of the lamb and destroyed the Egyptians' firstborn, included Pharaoh's son, Pharaoh finally accepted his failure and acknowledged that he could no longer withhold the slave. No one can stand before God. God is almighty, and he has the power to release us, to free us from slavery in this world. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 12, verse 29 to 31, Exodus chapter 12, verses 29 to 31, Bible says, and it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of livestock. So Pharaoh rose in the night. He, all his servants, and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was no house where there was no one dead, not one dead. Then he called to Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Could you see how Pharaoh reacted when he was heated? For that pain in his own heart because the loss of his firstborn. 
But before he was challenging God himself, because he believed he himself was a God. Sometimes humans try to uh, challenge God, God's power. And then they become struck for pain and problems in their lives. Pharaoh tried to control God's people, to keep God's people as slaves. By fi but finally, Pharaoh knew that the Lord, God of the Hebrews, was greater than all the Egyptian gods and greater than Pharaoh himself, who believed himself to be a god. The shock of the, this latest plague broke his arrogance, and he finally let the people go. Verse 33 in Exodus 12 says, And the Egyptians, and I want to invite you to open your Bibles. To, you can open your Bibles. We will be using uh, verses in uh, chapter 12, 13, and 14 in uh, the book of Exodus. Exodus 12, 33 says, And the Egyptians urged the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we shall all be dead. Thus, the Israelites ceased to be slaves, to become a redeemed people, and began their journey toward the land God had promised them. The bondmen went forth laden with the spoil of their oppressors. Egyptians themselves gave their uh, possession to the Hebrews in his wisdom and compassion from a cloud that provided shade during the day and light and warm at night. God led the people south to the shores of the Red Sea. He could have led them directly to Canaan by a shorter route. But the Israelites were not prepared for a fight with the Philistines, a powerful and warlike people. The Israelites' knowledge of God was very limited, as was their faith in him. In addition, due to their long servitude, their spirit were demoralized, and they were not used to war. The Bible says, in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. Exodus 13, verse 17. Then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not let them by way of the land of the Philistines, although the, that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. God then instructed masses to move with the people to the Red Sea and camp there. God told the people, God told Moses in verse 2, Exodus 14, verse 2, Exodus 14, verse 2 says, Speak to the children of Israel that they Turn and come before Pihirod, between Migdol and the sea opposite Baal Sephon. 
You shall come before it by the sea. God had a plan in bringing Israel to that place. Let me tell you, my brothers and sisters, God always has a plan. God always has a plan to lead you, to lead us on the path we travel through life. God always has a plan when he leads your life through difficult ways. He informed Moses that Pharaoh would pursue them and he directed him just where they encamp to encamp before the sea. He told Moses that he would be honored before Pharaoh in all his hosts. Despite all the defeats he had suffered through the plagues that had hit his kingdom, Pharaoh had not fully learned that fighting against God is foolish and dumb. Really, fighting against God is foolish and dumb. But there are people who are still trying to fight against God. And Pharaoh, after being defeated uh, for the plagues, he thought that maybe he could continue fighting against God, fearing that, the wood, that, that he would be humiliated before the other nations. His heart hardened again, and he became their devil. Their devil. The Bible says that the heart of Pharaoh, Exodus 14, verse 5, verse 5, Exodus 14, verse 5. Why have you done the, Pharaoh, the, the, the heart of Pharaoh and his servant was turned against the people, and they said, why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? Both Pharaoh and his people thought that if they could bring back the slaves or even exterminate them, they would recover their, fa their, their fa fame. They want to keep their fame. Maybe you want to remain famous before others, but if you are against the Lord, your fame will be fall down. God wants to keep his people. Humanly speaking, there was nothing that the Israelis could do to get rid for, for, of, that, of that attack. Because as verse 9 in Exodus 14 says, the Egyptians pursued them all the horses and carriers of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army. All the power of the Egyptians was behind the Israelites. All the powers of Pharaoh was persecuting God's people. People were not prepared. Little did they imagine that Pharaoh was approaching with his third army, eager to bring them back and submit them again under the yoke of his dominance. And when Pharaoh, verse 10, verse 10 of Exodus 14, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, it, the Egyptian marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. 
when we face challenges in, challenges in our lives, many times we turn afraid. We feel like, Israel, like the Israelites. They felt hemmed in, helpless and fearful. There was no way out. In front of death of them was the Red Sea. On one side, the inaccessible mountains, and behind them, behind them, the Egyptians' army that was dangerous, dangerously approaching them. Fear is, is normal in the human heart. It is natural reaction to danger. What is difficult to understand is how soon we human beings can't forget the wonders that the Lord has worked in our behalf and easily collapse in anxiety. It's really something amazing. How can we forget God's intervention in our favor in the, in the past, just the near past? But we are like the Israelites. We tend to forget what God has done in our favor. The Israelites forgot about the extraordinary miracles that God had performed to bring them out of Egypt. They say to Moses, verse 11, Exodus 14, 11, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? They lacked discipline and self-control and were carried away by irrational anger, anger, anger. Thus, the angel of God appeared to their deluded minds as the harbinger of disasters. That is a thought in Ellen G. White wrote, uh, writings in Four Testimonies, Testimonies, Volume 4, page 23. Thus the angel of God appeared to their deluded minds as the harbinger of disasters. God is close to us, but we think that disasters is re re really before us. Because we are fearful. And of course, it was true that there was no possibility of deliverance unless God himself intervened on their behalf. But the one who had led them to this place was the same God whose presence was with them in the cloud and in the pillar of fire. With serenity and confidence, Moses said to the people the words that are in Exodus 14, verse 13 and 14, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. As we are coming closer to the end of time, we are sometimes, we, we can feel the, like the isolates. Surrounded by challenges, surrounded for, for danger. But we should still trust in, in the Lord. 
we should still trust in that the Lord is with us. We are not alone. His promise is, I am with you till the very end of the days. And we can trust. The Lord is with us. At the same time, that the words Moses uses, uh, 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 the, the, the words in, in, in uh, Moses' lips were intended to instill courage in the people's heart, they were also a plea to God to intervene soon by delivering his people from trial uh, once again. Uh, when there are someone or we are facing challenges, we can encourage each others. We should encourage, we, we must encourage each other as we see the end of time coming closer and we can fear, feel the, the challenges that are before us, we should encourage each other. At the same time, we are plead to plead to God for God's intervention in our lives. Verse 15, Exodus 14, verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Young people, Pastor Gary, need to keep in mind that we should move forward. We should continue in our, our, our way to the heavenly Canaan. God wanted his people to understand something that we also need to comprehend and believe that he is always in control, even though sometimes his ways seem illogical and actually absurd to us. At his time, God will manifest his glory, power, and salvation, and nothing and no one will be able to frustrate his plans. No one can frustrate God's plans. God has a plan for you. Yes, God has a plan for you. And no one will frustrate that plan. God has a plan for humanity. He wants to, his, his gospel to be preached to the whole world. And no one will stop that plan of God. Every human being in this world will hear God's message and everyone will have his opportunity or her opportunity to take a decision for God and then to join those who are walking to the heavenly Canaan. God allowed the people to find themselves in a desperate situation so that there would be no doubt that the redemption they were receiving was the work of, of God. We will be redeemed, not by our power, but by God's intervention, by God's power. Because we are just following God's instruction. Before they could move forward following God's direction, the Israelites had to understand and accept that their salvation came only from the Lord. Only God can free us from fear and anxiety. Only God can provide us the way out that we are unable to find on our own. 
only God is the strength for us. He can strengthen us and open a way in our lives. The effects of the slavery of sin and the circumstances of life have placed us all in dead end. We can find our way out of freedom from fear and anxiety only in God and in his transforming grace. Moses' good news for the people was in Exodus 13 and 14, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. But he says, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The imperative statement, do not be afraid, is reinforced by the promise, the Lord will fight for you. The invisible God of power and miracles speaks to you and tells you, fear not, I am going to fight for you. He tells you, stand firm, calm down, trust me, I'm going to fight for you. God is our capable deliverer, our almighty defender, our infallible protector. It is an invitation to wait patiently on God for the development of our providence. God's providence is just developing before us. It is a clear invitation to remain unconditional, faithful to our God. It is an invitation for us to refuse to give up. Only those who remain firm and unwavering in the midst of the crisis will reach the promised land, the heavenly Canaan. We must remain faithful to the Lord. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. He invites us, watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. God told Moses, why are you crying to me for help? This is a time for action. Tell the people to move forward. Tell the Israelites to move on. The order is go on, move. This is an action package order. The order was enter the waters. Tell the people of Israel to keep going. Don't be trapped. Keep moving, terrified or paralyzed. Don't be trapped. Don't be terrified. Don't be paralyzed by our, our, our Red Sea crisis. It is time to move and move forward. There are some who are paralyzed fearing uh, the persecution is close to us. Every uh, opportunity of, of, of test, uh, witnessing is being close. No, still moving, still preaching, still sharing your hope. It's time to do it. 
If Israel had not gone forward, there would have been no Red Sea miracle. Remember, God works the miracle when we move forward by faith. With Christ, our invisible commander-in-chief, let us press on to the promised land. Our invincible commander-in-chief tells us, don't be afraid. Stand firm. Keep going. Remember that our moments of greatest need are the moments in which the Lord specializes in acting in our behalf. When we are in more need, the Lord moves in our behalf. When the Hebrew people advance trusting God, the Lord worked a miracle. The waters were divided and a path was opened in the sea through which the Israelites could cross. And the people of Israel went through the sea on dry land. Verse 22 of Exodus 14. And the people of Israel went through the sea on dry land. The waters were like a wall to them on their right and on their left. That what was the reason of danger for the Israelites. Now is keeping them, protecting them. Because God can use whatever he decides to protect his people, to keep his people. He can open the waters. But as the darkness of night deepened, the wall of cloud become a great light of, to the Hebrews, flooding the entire encampment with the radiance of day. That's a thought in Ellen G. White's in the book Patriarch and Prophets. Then the angel of God, who had been going in front of the army of Israel, moved and went behind them. The cloud moved from the front of them and stood behind them. It came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. There was the cloud of the, and the darkness, yet it gave light at night. And the uh, one army did not come near the other army uh, uh, all night, says Exodus 14, 19 to 20. We can trust that God is with us. When the last Israelite has crossed the sea turn with all its force. Thus Jehovah struck down the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. By freeing our soul from the bondage of sin, God has wrought for us an even greater deliverance than that of the Hebrews at the Red Sea. Because really, the purpose for God to deliver the Israelites from slavery in Egypt was not just to make a free people from slavery, was to make a people free to honor him, to live for him, to live with the Lord, to, to live with him. Just as God was in charge of protecting the defenseless Israelites, so that Pharaoh, enraged with all his armed hosts, could not touch them. So he will also protect everyone who leaves the world and puts his feet on the path of salvation. 
in the path that leads to the heavenly Canaan, the cloud that was a wall of darkness for the Egyptians, was for the Hebrews a great torrent of light which illuminated the entire camp, shedding light on their path. Thus, the work of providence bring darkness and despair to unbelievers, while for the believing soul, they are full of light and peace. The path along which God directs our steps may go through the desert or the sea, but it is a safe path. How right was the Apostle Paul when in Hebrews 10, he invites us to persevere in faith, to continue advancing on the path that will lead us to meet Jesus, who will soon appear in the clouds of heaven to take us from, to dwell with him in the house of his father. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 39 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which, are, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For ye a little while, and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draw, draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. We believe in our God, and we should still moving ahead. Do not fear. The Lord will fight for you. Stand firm and watch the wonders of God. This is a time for action. Keep going. Move forward by faith and you will attain salvation. Still moving. Stand firm. Don't be afraid. Go forward. This is the instruction of the Lord to all of us this time. It is time to move ahead. It is time to trust in the Lord. It is time to accept that God Almighty is leading us to the land of freedom. No matter what kind of challenges are surrounding you, remember the Lord is leading you. He has a purpose and he will fulfill his plan no matter what kind of challenges are in front of your way. He, he is with us. I invite you to trust in the Lord, to stand firm, to go ahead. Do not be afraid because the Lord is with you. I reaffirm my decision to stand firm and to move forward. To not be afraid, trusting that the Lord is with me. But I, I want to invite you to join me in the decision 
to move forward, to go ahead, to trust in the Lord. Do you want to join me? Do you want to raise your hand in that decision? Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for your word that give us hope, that remind us that you are always with us in the way of life. No matter how many challenges we need to face in our lives, Lord, help us to remember that you are leading our way. You are leading our path. You are leading our steps to the heavenly Canaan. Help us, Lord, to remember the miracles you have done in the past in our favor. Help us, Lord, to keep in mind that you are the who, whom has delivered us from sin and who are, are intervening in our favor to keep us safe. Lord, this moment, we open our hearts to you, and we invite you to come into our hearts. We invite you to stay in our lives and to give, give us the strength we need to continue moving forward until that time you will come for sec by second time, time. We want to see Jesus, but we want to invite others to join us on the way to the heavenly Canaan. Lord, bless our young people around the world. Bless our young people in this church. Bless every one of uh, the members of Reaching Hearts International Church, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Lord, we put our lives in your hands. Give us, give us Lord, courage to continue living a faithful life to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.